It's my daughter. Wife. Say hi to Eric. Hi, Eric. Hello. She can't hear me. He says hello. But he said it in Spanish. I didn't you. understand it. I love you. Bye. Bye. Was that love you for you or for me? It was mainly for you, but she's married, so I acted like it was for me. Maybe she's a vampire slayer. Dennis, how has your week been? Oh, well. Coming up on St. Patrick's Day. Oh, yeah, I don't. I never like the looks of green beer. I I just, I never liked the looks of it, and it was mind over matter, and it tasted funny, even though it was just... I mean, a, green is about slime and mold and yeah, moss. Yeah, and yeah, you've hit them all. Leaves. In, in the same way that it's an interesting exercise to try and name a food that is blue. Huh. Besides blueberries, you're not going to find anything. So they, so like psychologists have done studies where they will like, because with food coloring, you can turn a food into any color. And much like green eggs and ham. Hey, Dr. Seuss not, is off limits not, now. Dr. Dr. Seuss, he's been totally canceled. He's, but, not, uh, not totally, but just three, three, three. Did you see, yeah, I don't know that you would see this, but I want to say something about this. And if you want to see something that you will love, find Tim Ryan on the floor of the Congress screaming at the Republicans at the top of his lungs about the fucking helping the American people and to quit the jibber jabber on Dr. Seuss and this and that and take this job seriously. Tim Ryan, as you remember, was a presidential contender. We're talking about Paul Ryan? No, Tim Ryan from, uh, I want to say, Ohio. Okay. And uh, But see it because he's on fire with it. But it's amazing that in this post-Trumpian age, where a piece of data that you will love is the drop-off on media mentions of Trump from his heyday to now. He is basically inconsequential. And how everyone knows that he knows it. And, of course, these shows are always talking about it and giving him the mentions that are counted, actually, thus fighting against their own dogma, which is clearly articulated in the way that they fucking do their coverage. No matter how many times they say, we want to get both sides of the story. Sure you do, only to make your point. The fucking well, yeah. clown fucking king. Anyway, we don't need to get into that shit because it's good news here. That Trump, you know what he decided? Remember we talked about the fucking party he was going to start? Well, as it turns out, you that's did. not such a good idea. Okay, it's expensive and listen that and mm-hmm. the other and who wants to do it? Let the, let the other ones go. Then the, the, the media thing that we talked about where he was going to do the Trump. It ends up being incredibly expensive to be able to pull that together more than what he can no throw with his cabbage right now. And so he soured on it. So he has hired these dudes back from the fucking Trump days, including the Nazi fucking Stephen Miller, to fucking lock the kids up in cages, motherfucker, who came back and helped him write the speech that they delivered in uh, uh, fucking Mel Largo, where he, he's isolated, to DeMargo, or whatever the fuck the name of it is. Malarkey. Malarkey. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> you know what? Ari Melber on MSNBC said the other day, with a straight face into the camera, this government is being effective. This government is doing good. And there is a notice absence of malarkey. He looked right in the camera, waited a second, and then smiled and said, for those of you who know exactly what I mean. <laughs> nice. It was thrilling. I don't know It was thrilling. It was, that was more than that. It was uh, stimulating. Stimulating. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Two I'm glad ways. that you can be stimulated every now and then, now, every now and again. Uh, yeah. What were we talking about? So we can jump right into the 
young pope that I've watched quite a bit more of, which is my homework. Um, oh my God, it's you're so much. Better. I want to talk about so much before that. Now that you're keeping a list. Oh, that's right. Be- you always keep lists. I I have lists of lists. I have lists of lists of lists. Uh, you have one list that uh, says bullet point to do list at work, and then the next bullet point says to do work at home. That's the whole list. Am I right? right. That that's right. So actually, I want to preempt my, my preemption. Let's uh, call it pre-pre. Today, pre-pre. It's French. Yesterday and today, I had some interesting events happen at home. We had an electrician come by to basically in the new apartment that we've purchased right next to our existing apartment, right next to, but not. Can I come and live there? Not sharing a wall. I want to live there. You can come and live here. Yes. And we, so we have this plan of putting in a nice bed for our guests and probably taking our current end tables and putting them there and buying some better end tables for ourselves. And, but so we, the bedroom has these has these outlets and and light switches on either end of where the bed normally would be but i measured our bed because we want to put a bed that's the same size in the new apartment and i measured our end tables and i figured out exactly where the outlets exactly where the switches should be on the wall for that good assessment my man good assessment carry on but but also we wanted some outlets there in case we want like a lamp or a something lamp. on the, on the table. Heaven forbid. Uh, Heaven forbid and, a lamp or a, a clock, an alarm clock. Alarm clock, yeah, sure. And But also, what, do, what does everyone now put on their end table? But, Coffee maker. No. Bluetooth. Uh, you're, well, you're getting <laughs> closer. You need to be able to charge your cell phone. Oh, yeah, of end table. And we requested a, an outlet that has USB plugs nice. that you can plug in to charge your phone. Nice. Better and than a, a plug over, an accessory that allowed that converts from exactly uh, exactly. From it's just built into the so-called plug male two prong to a so-called a female. Uh, Whoa! Hexagonal. This is a f- family show. Don't uh, get <laughs> weird. Don't get that dirty. Bad news. Bad news. We're off the charts in Finland. We started out high. A couple people listened. It went from. 57 hey, to 126. And I know why. It, I know why. <laughs> I know why. I'm going to get to this. This is, we're going to, I know why, and I'm going to tell you later. We're off the chart now. It's gone. Over. Uh, out. So the code word was out. I was, I said, so, oh, no, I can't mean that. It didn't last. So anyway, I, we wanted these, these plugs moved on the wall. Oh, you also, oh shit. That's a lot of and also we wanted our idea for where my desk will be when I move and yeah. will be our official recording uh, studio for happy hour.fm going forward and as well as where I work, we, there weren't enough plugs where that needed to be. So we needed plugs there. And also there were some other things where like the breakers were weak. If you turned on too much stuff in the house, then the breaker would flip. And because this is a house that has for 20 years has only been used in the summers for a couple of months. And so they never once used the hot water boiler for oh, the heating no shit. and they never once used the oven and they never once there's just, it's a summer house is it not insulated it's insulated well but they just never used it as a full year-round place to be but anyway so we had this electrician and the other thing that we wanted was wouldn't it be nice if our internet connection from our house could 
because so far we've done a thing with a Wi-Fi mesh network where you can have repeaters. And we had a repeater in our kitchen that was not too far away from across the hall where the other apartment starts. And we put a repeater there and we could get uh, decent Wi-Fi from our network. So should you have a bunch of repeaters throughout the house rather than just one per floor? That's what you do, apparently. Ideally, one per floor is probably okay, especially with a wooden, if your walls are made of wood. Cement and wood. Okay, so ours are made of cement, but it, better than Wi-Fi, always better than Wi-Fi, is an actual fucking cable, right? Yeah. And so when the electrician came back, I said, hey, is there any way to run a cable from this house to the other house? And, and he I said, thinking, yes. Like, and I was thinking, maybe like, the we, go out to the, we go out to the balcony and over the roof and then into the window in the other place? No, uh, I didn't have any idea. Through the ceiling, through between the plaster and the rafters. I he said oh yeah sure see he looked around and said i bet behind this painting on the wall there's going to be a little box that we can pop off the wall and get at some cables and he unhooked he took off the painting and sure enough there was a box there oh shit you thought money well spent (laughs) and he said okay see these cables here these cables go go somewhere and we need to figure out where and so he found some other little boxes on the walls and noticed that, let's see, this cable here, if we tug on this cable over here, we can notice over here. In fact, to do this, he needed another pair of eyes. So I was helping him. And he said, okay, you go look at these cables over here and I'm going to tug over here and you tell me if any of them move. And I said, no, nothing has moved. And he tugged on another thing. And I said, yeah, one of them moved, the, the third one. And so we did this process and we figured out how all these cables are routed through the building. Yeah. And we started... And so he has this thing that you can attach to any sort of wire and pull through this little tiny, this little tiny plastic tube that is really like about the size of a U.S. dime, right? It's not super, super large, but you can fit some cables through it. And so we started pulling on that and... We got to a point where I was pulling on a thing and he had attached something to the cable that was there and I was pulling it through on the other end and it wouldn't come. And and so we pulled back and forth a little bit and I pulled a little bit harder and it, it broke. Oh, like, shit. Like, in the wall? In the wall. Oh, somewhere in the wall. Exactly. So what, somewhere in the wall. What did he say to you, man? Why'd you, why'd you pull, pull so hard? hard, man? Right. This is tender no. stuff, bro. I know. This was a super shitty cable. How could you cable. do that, Tug So hard. Were you mad? So Did you lose your temper? Or I mean, that's what happened. God damn it. Your temper yes, got the I, best. You got pissed. You said, fucking cable, and you fucking yanked it. Have you been drinking? Yes. I mean, you've been drinking all day. Yes. Am, am I a jerk or did I jerk? Yes. So the so we couldn't go through, and, and he said, actually, that's pretty normal that one of these plastic tubes would have decayed such that. And you told um, me that after I ragged you. Yes. Otherwise, such that this was a thing. And, but he said, however, we also have, this was the electrical cable conduit, but he said, there's also the cable TV conduit and it's not cable TV. It's actually, it's a coax cable, but it it goes up to the antenna on the roof of the building and, but it's wired to all of the houses so that each house can connect to the antenna to get the TV signal. And so we tried that one and he was able to, again, pulling on a cable here, seeing if it moves over there and figuring out, okay, this one is connected to this one and then attaching a thing to the cable here and then just taking a leap of faith and pulling on the other cable until it goes all the way through until the new cable that you've passed through is there. So he recabled and now, you and have so cable. I was, 
connections in your- Hold on. So I was able to get the network cable through, but this means that we no longer have the connection to the antenna cable. Why would you and need an antenna? To get a terrestrial TV, if one wanted it, which we don't, but it was, it was a thing. So I, I called up the wife and said, so we managed to do this, Hello, but it, we managed- wife. Yes. What are, you, what are you, Archie Bunker? You called up the wife. I mean- What's this, 1959? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I called the wife, you know, Bob and Shane. Collins, what are you doing? Sleeping? Get off the couch. I got something for you to do. Oh, it's more it's more like I called up the administrator of the household. Oh, okay. That's and and asked yes. permission. Audrey, to, did you have to ask permission to speak? Did you first say, Are you busy? I hope you're not busy. Are you busy? <laughs> no. When that's true, she just doesn't answer. No. But so I said, look, we were able to get the cable through, but we lost this other we lost the ability to have the antenna cable. And she said, Oh man, that's that's too bad. It's not like we ever use it but, in the in, but it'd be nice if that wasn't the problem. And I put her on speaker and she talked a little bit to the electrician. And the electrician said, you know, actually, there's a thinner version of the coax cable that might be able to pass through with the oh. network cable. And he said, I, I would have to come back tomorrow to, to see if to it fits. That, in but, this, but we can try it's it. It's got to fit in the glove and, that's the size of a dime. Exactly. There's not much room left. It's pretty right. tight in there. It's and like sweaty. That, it's like you get in there and you're like, you say, oh, shit, it's tight in here. It's sweaty. You bang your yeah. head. And we we're running a pretty thick Cat 6 cable, as it's called. And so he said, let me come back tomorrow and we'll try that. So we'd already run the cable through. And then today he came, that was yesterday. And today he came and attached a thing to the cable, pulled it back through, put both cables onto a thing and pulled it back. And we were able to pull it back through. And then I had to be there helping to make sure that the cables didn't get twisted to push it all the way through. Anyway, it was very interesting. I had to put a whole bunch of this cable lube on my hands and um, did it stay on your hands stay on your hands and he said make sure that you keep lubing it up every so often so i was there feeding the cable what did he mean by that are you telling me that he got personal with you i was i was feeding the cable into a hole so to speak and but anyway eventually we got all the way through and we managed to get a both without removing the tv things in either house we were able to get a network cable from from the other house where I want my office to be to our current house where my internet router is. And it was a huge deal. It's a huge and breakthrough. It's a huge breakthrough. It's one of it it like exciting. a day that's, you know what, in my wildest dreams, that's what I want to have happen. And then, oh my God, that's what happened. It worked out. Yes. You got your cake. You got to eat it too. We don't get that very often. When it happens, we are overjoyed. I, exactly. I feel your joy. I'm so, I'm so surprised that it was able to happen just going through the walls without breaking a whole bunch of walls. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I assumed just to drill. that or to pull up floorboards or because it was already crazy boxed shit. in and ready to go. Because the builders left this, it, it'd be nice if it was a little bit thicker, but this little right. plastic conduit. Yes. And we were able to run the cable. That and is cool. Well, so I am over the moon about this. Over the moon. Uh, excited. I'm over the I'm, moon. I'm moonstruck. My you. So over the moon. That's a more day. Oh, don't yes. take me to the Oh, we know that was two episodes. I want to go to the bayou. So that was my that's, exciting pitch for today. And wow. it means that come episode 130, we will be recording. In your if new not, studio. Wow. In, in my new studio. Wow. My, my studio apartment. Studio, man. Yeah. That's how I'm yeah. going to be staying, man. I need about, I just need to get situated in Spain. I need about three months. You just want me for three months. I'll make it with you a while. I'll make it with you a while. So, it's going to be a sweet place. 
we're starting to talk about trips in the winter here for perhaps a month at a time, different parts of the country, different parts of the world, in fact, mm-hmm. and uh, do some Airbnb travel. My uh, sister-in-law, who is, lives with us now and then, wonderful woman, I call her sis. Growing up in a family with just all brothers, it's good to have a sis. It's different, mm-hmm. right? Different than a brother. Indeed. Traveling with her and maybe my brother, who is also um, uh, a widow. And uh, sister-in-law is a uh, widow. My brother's a widower. So they say, hey, yeah, give me someplace warm where I don't have to feel like I'm alone. Because, in fact, I am alone, utterly, singularly alone, <laughs> after 40 years or 30 years or whatever. I mean, it's hard. But anyway, the the fun of thinking about that, and of course, there's all sorts of apps you can go that give a survey and this and that, and they just show you all the places. But I've done enough of this kind of traveling and looked at enough of these sites that I'm convinced that you got to go with Airbnb. Because when you have an Airbnb, you can discuss, unlike a hotel so much, where they can get a room for this or that, is say, let's negotiate. It's a a duplex. It's half the guy's house. It's, oh, man, you mean I don't have to have the bother of finding week after week renters for two months. Yeah, I'll give you a deal. That's worth a lot to me that I got to keep coming in and new people every day and this and that. I, I've Airbnb quite a bit, but I've never negotiated. Oh, I have many, many, many. many. But so the awkward part about Airbnb is the fact that you have to meet the person to get the key and then meet the person when you leave to get the key. We don't do that. Leave it. But, we put it in a lockbox both ways. Right. Exactly. So there are solutions that include a lockbox where they change the the password every with every renter yeah. or whatever, and they say Just now the password is uh, today's 30. date. <laughs> right. Sure. Which is great. And hey, if you never have to actually see the person, especially in COVID times, all the better. But Airbnb has been. I've only had good experiences with Airbnb so far. It's and it's nice to like one of the things that my wife and I really enjoy about travel is getting the feel of what it would be like to live in destination. Yeah. And if you're in the Hilton, you don't get it. You're not, you don't get that. But if you're in some neighborhood apartment that has a walking distance to downtown, exactly. Then it's super cool because you have your key and you do your, you have to walk up the steps or whatever to get to your apartment or whatever. And that's super. Yeah. So that's, that was exactly Um, my experience in New Orleans where we rented a place, Airbnb, half of a double shotgun house that the dude just meticulously restored back in the day. And uh, three restaurants within a half a block, two bars within a half a block, 15-minute right. walk, you're in the Frenchman area, ideal. And so I, we, French, I stayed French there area. a month at a time, four times a year. So I was able to really get the flow and, the, mm-hmm. and assimilate to a certain extent. It's a very mobile town, nomadic town to begin with, a lot of, Cities are, of course. Unlike mobile Alabama. <laughs> Do you know what the biggest moving job in the world was? Wheeling, West Virginia. Nice. I like it. You would tell that to your children? They would expect something like that from me. I'm getting used to uh, my new chair. I had to put my screen, my typing uh, instrument. I use a, a wooden... It's called a keyboard. Ancient. Yes. That's another word for it. The a ancient or historic... Old and the, the array of buttons writing box, which is made out of oak, has little hinges on it. It's very narrow, about the size of a laptop. And when you open it up with hinges that are on the inside of it, after you un- after you undo it, it has places for pencils and paper, and a small hardwood surface on the inside where you would put the paper as you're writing a note. So it is, <laughs> in fact, 
the antique version of a fucking laptop. Am I right? A notebook, yes. Huh? Hey, that's what they should have called these fucking computers, man. Note, notebooks? Notebooks. Why didn't Notebooks. Briefly, they did, but then it went away. I don't know. It's weird. I have some insight into Finland. Ah, this, this, I can't wait. So the day after we recorded last week, I was scheduled to appear on a podcast yes. as a celebrity guest. In Helsinki. And my and the host said, hey, I, I see that you know something about podcasting. And I said, yeah, a little bit. He said, I listened to both of your podcasts, a whole episode of both of your podcasts, um, referring to happyhour.fm and seekjustice.fm, our two podcasts. And he said he was very impressed with the level of detail that we went into in Seek Justice about Kamala Harris's yeah. policies. And also, he enjoyed our frivolity. He didn't say that word, but I just came up with it for what this is. Did you make it up or is it really is. a word? I think frivolity is a word. <laughs> <laughs> frivolity. It is a word. It's a word. It is. In fact, I've used it two, three times a day. I walk, walk into the kitchen to the, the churning of the, of the mixer and the faucet running and the fan blowing on the stove and the child in the crib. And I say, hello, what in heaven's name is this frivolity? Look, this podcast is the epitome of frivolity. <laughs> so my little old granddaughter, soon to be four, she hates the sound of mixers because noises like that bother her. Grandma always says to her, Georgie, I'm going to run the mixer, cover your ears. So she covers her ears and we're waiting, waiting for the mixer to come. And she takes her hands off her ears and she says, what's she doing? And I said, I just shrugged my shoulders. She said, she looked at me, she said, I have no idea. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, she must have said it about three times. It was so cute. Made my day. Yeah, so anyway, I, I think that his download of our podcast is what gave us the boost. In... Two, two downloads. We went from 57 to 151 to off the chart in three weeks. So... They what must not have any, I don't know. And it's astounding to me when you read these lists, the names and the numbers of these podcasts. Talk about a fucking you read lists? explosion in fucking Finland. You look at it you're thinking, wow, what the fuck is this one like? And there's a lot of them just like ours, which is like, what? Whatever. Yeah. It's nothing. Just it's dudes talking about talking saunas and, and shit. Yeah. Oh, here's a new topic probably for later. I want to get to the Pope, but I want to mention to you this that for years and years, I've been a huge fan of Steve Buscemi. And one of my favorite performances was in, as the bowler in, uh, Hey Dude, the Dude. The Big Lebowski. The Big Lebowski, yes. And how it was the Jesus. most understated. No, that was yep. not the Jesus. And uh, and most on That was John Turturro. John, John Goodman? John, John Goodman was another dude, was the former right. Marine. And Steve Buscemi was, was the dude, and then John Turturro was Jesus, which they had yes. another movie with his tongue picked up from him. You know this? I watched it. No. I tried to watch it. Yes. It's called it a Spinoff? Uh, yes, a spinoff. It was fucking awful. He gets out of prison, and is it with, uh, I don't know who it's with, but it's, it's really, it's wretched. It's just wretched. And I was so shocked. I've never seen John Turturro in anything that's wretched. I've seen him in stuff that's dense. I've seen him in stuff that's excellent. But always on the plus side. This was like, are you... The Jesus rolls. Yes. And the picture of the dude of, of with his fucking purple shit licking his... I had no idea that this was a thing that happened. Well, that's your homework. 
Just you only got to listen to the first 15 minutes. If it's minutes. terrible. No, but you want to see the first 20 minutes of it. You want to learn. You want to have it in your memory bank this movie in terms of why it's bad. You don't want to not It was know. a box office bomb and received generally negative reviews from critics. Watch 10 minutes and you'll know why. Okay. But anyway, where I was headed before we get into the Pope is that Steve Buscemi, and so for a variety of reasons, which we can get into if you'd like, is that I have not watched Boardwalk Empire since I took a first glimpse of it sometime mid-season about five years ago. And I have all but run out of binges. And I'm like, oh man, find me something else. So I went to Boardwalk Empire and I watched the first season in three nights. And now I'm like too deep into the second season and I am fucking appreciating it. It is fucking good. And yeah, people, I, people that I respect agree. That's a pretty good show, but I want, I don't know a damn thing about have it. Have you seen, you've seen nothing of it. So look, I, I, I want I, you to, I want you to do one thing. Is it about Atlantic city? Yes. Okay. That's all I know. Yes. So I, I want you to you do everything this that I know. Here's another piece of homework. Write this down on your list of lists is Fuck. I want you to see the opening credits and the fucking music and the Martin Scorsese uh, directed opening of this series. And then give me your impressions because I just, period, leave it at that. Just the opening credits and the music. What a coincidence that Marty Scorsese directed the intro to our podcast. So Yes, he's one of two listeners in, from his home in Finland. He, well, that's where he moved. Marty. He wanted to live in a place that he would fit in or he went to Sweden. That's nice. So anyway. Uh, uh, you, hold on. Yes. Sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Sorry, my, sir. My, ho- my long-standing homework for you has been is both, again, it may require Netflix on your part, yes, which that's... you need to like do the management to figure that out. I've, and I've got it within reach. It's just like, so frustrating. I've got like it Netflix within is, reach. It's, it's so hard to, to subscribe to that almost no one does. I understand that they've made it so difficult. But you're, we need to talk about Black Mirror, Oh, yes. That is homework. And, right. and what I think is also on Netflix is Breaking Bad. Yes, I know. I know. Uh, I'm embarrassed. You, you, don't, you, don't under, you don't understand what our beloved Cranston is capable of. He did do a, pod, he did do a video cast the other day of, with his pants off. So yes. that apparently went. And I, well, I want to tell you. Not, spoiler alert. The pilot for Breaking Bad. In the first two minutes, you're going to see his underpants. Just saying. Oh, I can't wait. Are they soiled? Not in that moment, no. But hey, I got news. I got news. News me. The iconic Gibson factory in Kalamazoo, uh, Michigan. Yes. Which sports the dare I say it again, iconic smokestack with yes. Gibson printed in forty-eight feet of blonde brick in a brick round brick chimney is going to uh, be developed. As a Hard Rock hotel, with a Hard Rock, uh, hard rock with a hard, cafe. yes, with a Hard Rock cafe in the on the ground floor, hell yeah, but a Hard Rock hotel, and this is the second potential rejuvenation of that property. Heritage Guitars, I believe, took in the space and then they moved, so I'm not quite sure all the status of it. But this town is on the map for Gibson Guitars, and the fact that strolling through here are the, the musicians who played just Gibsons. Elvis Presley, not just Gibson, played Gibsons, including, but not limited to. Elvis Presley, fuck man, in and out. In fact, mm-hmm. <laughs> some would say he still comes and goes. Some people, I mean, huh? Huh? Yeah. Huh? He's big, though. He's big. You thought he was big when he died? 
when he died, he didn't die. He's really big now. He's like the he's a is he like, like running around in one of those scooters? No, no, he's bedridden, but you got to get a crane to fucking knock a hole in the wall and fucking pull him out, kind of thing. Yeah, as far as corp- corporatizations goes, I declare myself in favor of the hard rock properties cafe taking, taking over eh, properties in general. I was briefly when I was younger, I did collect a couple of the t-shirts where whenever you went to a city, you could go to the Hard Rock Cafe yeah, there yeah. and there was a t-shirt from there with the name of the city. That's a clever as fuck gimmick. And I have several of those still. But as a franchise, I'm okay with them, especially taking over a place that is connected to guitars and shit. Good for them. Yeah. Good local news, Dennis. Yeah, so this is happening and it got cold again, man. It was 20-some degrees today. Wind you said factor. it would... Last episode, you said, it's like in the 60s now, but it's going to get super cold. Later. Snow, I walked through the woods, and there was uh, pelting frozen ice pellets, which would be officially snow, as opposed to... The water pellets? No. <laughs> That's not what they call it. Them's called rain. <laughs> hey, the shit that comes out the size of golf balls. Them's hail. Hail. Hail, hail. the sheep. So, I the story when I was in, in the summer, and they had a hailstorm. The night before, it was June. It was late May, June. And they had a hailstorm. So when we came into town in a rental car, landed on a plane and saw piles of stuff, I said, what is it? Must be salt or lime or something. I don't know. What is all right. that? And then we went over into town in a rental car. And every corner by the curb, it's got a stack of shit. And I said, stop the car. Get out of the car and go over there with my ungloved hands, of course. It's late May, June. And it's fucking cold. It's fucking, it's hail. Piles of it, a foot and a half deep some places. And we get to a little park where playground shit is there on the way into town. And with a perimeter of bushes, they're destroyed. The bushes are destroyed. They're just pelted to nothing. And then you look and you say, oh, my God, you get closer to what must have been the center of it, which is the center of town. And fucking branches and leaves, branches off trees in addition to the leaves are scattered everywhere, but there's these piles of stuff. And when you pick it up, it's got the same, it's like ice, but it's like diamonds. It's what the fuck? That's a lot of stuff here, man. <laughs> I'm going out of the sky, man. Hail on a summer's day. That's messed up, man. Hey. June hail. What? Yeah. June hail. What was her name? Her name was June hail. Hail, yeah. Hail on a Sunday. In the middle of June. So you're on the highway to hail. <laughs> on the highway to hail. It's the highway to hail. I have not watched all of the first season of The Young Pope, oh. but I have watched much of it. So. More than before. So. Your uh, thoughts. Your memories. It's your getting, discussion points. It's getting interesting. Like... Sometimes I feel like the Pope is just trolling people and by trolling, messing with people to get a reaction. Uh Uh, Like, I know it. Like when he said, I know it, you find me surprisingly handsome, but you need to get past it. Yes. To, to the, to the prime minister of Greenland, Greenland. Yes. And apparently, first of all, wow. Wow. What a face she had. And what a fucking dance she did in the concluding credits. Okay, in the concluding credits. You you made it sound like everyone in 
Greenland must dance when they hear music. They do. But that was like a very ending thing in the closing credits where they were like, and by the way, people in Greenland often dance. And your point is what? There's music. I thought it would be more prominent. prominent oh, oh, I see. Of a conversation or, right. So you didn't, you didn't know. But, yeah, yeah. You, the way I described I it to you, you weren't sure. I looked into that actress and she is like some Scandinavian model. Or, I did. I don't even know. I did as well. But, but apparently this show was her big break into the, into causing everyone to be like, who the hell is this? So how many face? times did you watch? How many times have you watched? the concluding dance that she does in the series. Did you just see it once or did you see it twice? I saw it once until the point where there was a button to say, go to the next episode. Uh, So I don't know if I watched it all. So I want to, this is another piece on work. This is item number three in your little pencil. Yes. Watch it again and look for about midpoint through her dance. When she suddenly moves in a totally almost meteoric fashion even though there isn't a change in what you're listening for the tempo and the beat of the music. And it's this interesting part where at that moment, and from that moment forward, she is in the zone, which she would aspire to be. So look for that. That's your third piece of homework. There's nothing better than being in the dance zone. Yes. You're right. You're right. Where you're just totally, your sense of self evaporates and the flow states where you only care about where your body parts are and and your body like, parts very mel- very well may be a flaying in the open atmosphere of the world but indeed. without any doubt that there is all the room you need to do so indeed indeed which is not equivalent of when the other sort of concentrated flow states related to dancing that i know is when i was doing salsa ballroom dancing with my wife yeah. where it's very important that I know the move that we're doing right now, and I am predicting the next move to be done, where I, as the leader, have to have to be in control and know the next thing that we're going to go to, or that sort of thing. You're my hero, there, there's man. Another, You're my hero. There, so there's, another, moment, there's another state. One moment, we're talking about Helsinki. The next moment, we're talking about you doing the tango in, in what it sounds like a nearly semi-professional I know, mode. I don't know the tango. I know, I know salsa. Oh, salsa, uh, sorry. But yes, much like this podcast, I I always have to know what we're talking about now and what we're going to talk about in the next (laughs) segment. Yeah, It's it's sort of just time disappears and I lose control and I cease to exist as a self. (laughs) You're Um, you're famously known for your insights into the moment. (laughs) But uh, a couple of things I wanted to mention. uh, A couple of times the subtitles I thought was hilarious. I kept saying... The subtitles, I had subtitles turned on when I was watching The Young Pope. And sometimes they would they would read the Holy See as an S-E-A. Huh. And I thought that was that like, was ah, that's wrong. <laughs> a stupid subtitler. <laughs> Holy See. Your, your Beavis and, and Butthead moment. <laughs> yeah. uh, 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 uh. Yes, that was my moment. Uh, also, I love Diane Keaton's shirt that she has that says, I'm a virgin but this is an old yes. that in, And the, the second, maybe third time I've seen the series from beginning to end and the relationship that aspires between the secretary of the Vatican, who is an astounding fucking character and actor, and the sister when she shows up at his house because the Pope is missing and he went with yes, his... That was a moment, right? yes. And he said to her, sister, you look very beautiful in the night. 
And she yes. glanced at him and realized, oh, my God, this fucking guy is hitting on me. She'd have none of yes. it. But as it turned out a little later. Wait, wait, none of it. <laughs> I get it. That's right. None. None of it. And what a, in that whole, and so this is what I love about Diane Keaton and her role as Sister Mary, is that the connection between Diane, that character at Diane Keaton's age, in her older age, and the young nun who the boys were mesmerized by playing basketball is just yes. some of the most fascinating of cinematography that, that I've seen in years because there's no narrative. It's only visual. And yes. it is visual and it is music and it is just real. And that, just, that casting uh, just fabulous. Works, works very well. Yes. Just fabulous. And I liked the episode where they did the parallel with the boys trying to run away from the orphanage yeah. to the boys running away from the Vatican. I, I enjoyed that. Well, um, and the interesting thing to me, which is if you've seen this part, you'll tell me it's a spoiler for everyone else. But if you haven't seen this part, then I don't want to spoil it for you. But at the uh, party that the Monsignor, who ends up being murdered, whoops, is that a spoiler? Shit, you don't know that. Anyway, yeah, shit. He, he's at a party. And they're having a conversation about the lost art of the cocktail. And he's obviously yes. drunk. And the host yes. who's a, a, a military man and his wife ends up confronting him in the bathroom and, and giving herself over for a, a quick little, you know, doggy fuck is, which he laughs out loud. But the incredibly violent end of that extended scene after scene, where when he's taken all but naked to be dropped off in front of the Vatican, the son of the motherfucking woman who presented herself to him and the military yeah. man who had the cocktail talk, the son tried to accost him sexually in the back of the car. And it's, what the fuck? Is everybody <laughs> fucking depraved? Yeah, I, I most of that, uh, I, re I recall. Yeah, that's, that's pretty well. So I have a couple questions. First of all, the blonde woman that is supposed to seduce the Pope, she is just amazing. She's a, she's a French model yes, yes. and is yes. the, is, I don't know. I find her appealing. Yes. And, but then she manages to procreate and. But the uh, procreation scene, in fact, is one which I would hope we would talk about hmm, because you indeed. recall this vividly, I'm sure as her husband who has mounted her from behind up, yes. and she is up against the window that the Pope is in the garden. And what he's yes, saying to God is, you will help me. You will listen to me. And the cadence of the prayer and the cadence yes. of the insertion are exactly the same. And he collapses and rises sweating as if after an orgasm in the shrubs outside her window. Did you just make the equivalence between sexual penetration and prayer? Yes. Because, wow. I didn't. I'm simply describing what I saw. They did. Okay. They did. Uh, I'm not. I'm just I, I, I didn't pick up exactly on, on that particular moment, but I recall that That's moment. That's more homework. Vividly. Part number four uh, on your little list. But I love, it has been years and years since I've been watching a TV show where I have broken down in laughter as much as I did when he drops their, when he drops their baby. <laughs> That was just because everything is so solemn. Everything is so like we're in a library. Everything is very important and solemn. 
And then he goes, whoops, and drops his mic. And I laughed for 30 fucking seconds out loud to the point where my family came and was like, are you okay in here? Because it was just... So unexpected. So unexpected. Like they, the expectations that they had drawn up for right. that moment were so far from that. You know, and did you see the scene where the old ancient Italian cardinal who wears the oxygen and smokes the cigarettes while he's going back and forth between cigarette and oxygen. And right. when the young Pope calls for him, he, may, he meets him at a grotto at the top of fucking 70 steps of stone step to get up to it. It's pretty astounding. I've held off as from the second year yes. until you catch up because now I've Please. switched to uh, boardwalk Empire. the boardwalk and yeah. although tonight after our podcast it's there's a quote i heard today what was it oh, it was boardwalk empire Lucky thompson says in to his wife margaret he says to her, he says it's important for us always to have something to look forward to as he tells her we'll go to paris and she says i'm happy here and he says it's important to have something to look forward to which is an exactly. important thing but so here's my thing tonight i get to see the next episode of the jarring emotional very difficult series, Bear Town. Very dis- again on my list, but not dis- just even. It's disorienting, frankly. And and this the the central character of the series, Kevin, who is this hockey player of apparent nor- enormous skill. The book begins with the sound of him. Of, of the book just says thwack, and then there's a, a two or three sentences and describes a bit of the town in, in Sweden. And uh, then the book just says thwack, and then they do another, and it's thwack. So for the whole beginning of the chapter, what that thwack is, this character Kevin, in his little ice skating rink outside his house with a net that's got little targets on it for him to slap the puck into the target. And in this town, it's small enough in a valley between hills and mountainous regions that you can hear the thwack echo through the town. And that's how it begins. And it's gripping is the word that I really uh, needed. And gripping's not always good. Remember right. uh, Kate Fear with Robert De Niro and uh, John, who was it? John Hurt. John Hurt. And who was the woman? Who was the female lead in that? Jessica Lange. Jessica Lange. Oh, my God. Yes. And that was gripping. And every time I see it, I realize how uncomfortable that gripping is because De Niro's character is so fucking chilling. So chilling. The seventh collaboration between Scorsese and De Niro. What was wow. the last one that we talked about? What was it? But they haven't done one since. Anyway, we mentioned it last time. All right. So we got here. I have a list. Mean Streets, Taxi Driver, New York, New York, Raging Bull, The King of Comedy, Goodfellas, Cape Fear, Casino, The Audition, The Irishman, which we discussed. And now we have The Killers of the Flower Moon. Yes. After a many year... Has that come out? Separation. No, it's still being filmed. In summer of 2019, it was confirmed, blah, blah, blah. But how many okay, years okay. since the last one? The last one was The Irishman, which we discussed on this podcast, so it can't be that long ago, 2019. Yeah. Uh, but I want to go back briefly to The Young Pope. First of all, I appreciate the very subtle third wall breakage where they where sometimes... Jude Law will look to you, the viewer. Only, only in the opening credits. Sometimes uh, there are other times. I don't, in the show itself, I think I so. Don't yes. Think so. Okay, but in the opening credits, the song. All along the song, the shower. Yes, it is, and it never, never uh, breaks through the opening chords. 
Never it did. does at the very end. There's a little bit of, of a start of, of a guitar riff, but yes, it's Before just the yeah. So I appreciate that. And the other thing is, maybe you can help me with this. What the fuck is up with the kangaroo? You mean the origin of it, or the both? Like so, he, every every time the kangaroo appears, I'm like. The, the Pope is like all these incredibly important figures in the world, receives gifts from all over the place. And unlike a lot of right. governmental officials, he's, he wants to know, he gets to keep his gifts and he wants to know what they are. And he opens it himself. It's one of the ways he idles away his time because he certainly doesn't do what most folks have ever done, whatever that might be. And when the kangaroo comes, it's this moment of what a, what a crazy gift. And the Pope, Wait, that was given in an earlier gift, episode? In a crate, yes. Flown in on a helicopter. Okay, there's and, so many helicopter crates. That's become a trope. Yes, and the Pope surprised everyone because the Secretary of State said, we could ship them to the, to the local zoo. Yeah. And, and the Pope says, no, let them go. And it's, let them go, your Holy Father, on the grounds? He says, yeah. And okay, so I forgot the that kangaroo moment. is the Pope. It's the equivalent of a stranger in a strange land. Just yeah. in the Pope, But though, he's like, hop, motherfucker, hop. <laughs> but the Pope, though looks at the kangaroo with a great deal of envy because unlike unlike him, the kangaroo can hide and doesn't right. need to do anything. And so one of the things that the Pope does is to just have this fun thing with the limits of his authority is that every time he sees the free kangaroo, his doppelganger, he sees the, and he says to him, jump. And for the longest time, he doesn't jump. And then when he finally yeah. does jump, the young Pope bursts into laughter and he's very happy. And it's, it's, he, he, and then when the kangaroo, I don't, there's a spoiler here, but I don't want to go. Okay. Don't, don't, I don't want to know what happens to the kangaroo when he gets well, hit by you a think anything truck happens. or whatever. Hit by a truck. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like it would flow pretty well with that series. <laughs> I'm out of yeah. beer, man. I got a, what time, how long have we well, been doing this? I got In that case. Yeah. Our new method of recording means that I don't uh, actually oh. see the time that we've six seventeen. Uh, so that's I'm tired of talking to you. So I think we can <laughs> well, call it a week. I want a beer. And I'm getting hungry. Hey, I'm getting my second vaccine tomorrow. Hallelujah! That's why we are recording this on a Tuesday. I'm, yeah. I'm so pleased. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah. And I've got my first poker game uh, scheduled after a year of absence. A mental health night poker game with us, us old boys, and we're doing it after a year. I scheduled a trip to the Salmon River in Western New York. And got my fishing trip planned and making plans for probably one of the most important golf championships in the world. How, man, I envy your, like before it was just like, yeah, we're going to go and do this and plan a thing and do a thing and plan a thing. And now just the, just the concept of, oh my God, planning to go somewhere is like A little closer to home is that it's our 46th wedding anniversary on Monday, the 15th. And Congratulations, yes, 46. Thanks. And as a celebration, this is what we're doing, which is suits exactly your point. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We're renting a hotel near Lake Michigan, a couple of miles from the dunes and the shore, and a couple more miles to a state park of shoreline, and four minutes away from our favorite pizza, Italian pizza restaurant in the state of Michigan. Pizzeria, yes. With an oven, with a, oh, my God, oven built right into the bar, the back of the bar, the restaurant. So when you're ordering your drinks and sitting at the bar, right behind you is the fucking oven that's made out yes. of Adobe and shit. And, and they put it in there and you, however, they make it right in front of you. It's like a pizza bar. They make it right in yes. front of you. What do you want? Hey, what do you want? And then they put it on there 
and they shuttle it in with their big bread thing, like uh, the fucking Nicolas Cage bread thing yeah. that he used down in the yeah. furnaces. And they bring it out. And if, Wait, Moonstruck? I haven't seen that. <laughs> you finally have it. And I gotta, I'm proud of you, man. It was a long time coming. And for, We need to pick a goal for episode 200 so we can build up to it. Anyway, continue. Uh, That's your homework. Put that on your list of lists. <laughs> oh, man. I got the pizza child, and, the, and the, yeah. I'm happy for your anniversary and can't believe that anyone could stand you for this long, but amazing. Congratulations. Well, the first time that I met her, there was a teardrop in her eye. Yeah, baby. I did not know why it had happened. And I touched her cheek and said, please don't cry. But the teardrop fell upon her cheek, and I brushed it sly away. And here we are, so many years later, and my love is what I speak. When I met you, oh, my baby. <laughs> You're a... Your uh, juice harp is uh, absolutely quiet, so no one can hear it. Nope. There it is. It comes out in the recording in the end. It does. Don't worry. Huh. I'm not worried. Yeah. Do I look worried? Do I sound I mean, worried? You, you seem very worried. For just a moment. About, it was a passing yes. thing. It was a passing oh. thing. I love you, brother, love and you, I man. will see you next week, man. Okay, that does it for episode number 102. You can find the show notes for this episode at happyhour.fm slash 102. You can help support the show by going to patreon.com slash happyhour. We'd love for you to buy us around there. And you can also find us on Twitter, but I'll leave that up to you as an exercise. See you next week.